0: This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Looks like maybe a grass fire or something. But there's there a bush on fire one time we came up here. There was one somewhere. It was either here or Chicago. in the a burning bush.
1: The Dale Jr. download starts now.
0: All right, with uh, Mike Davis and Dustin Lee, I am Taylor Zarzer. We're about to talk about Dale Jr.'s eighth place finish in Kansas. But that was the most redneck thing I've ever heard in my life. The burning bush? Just now, and I loved it. I It was fun. I heard it live on Sunday, and, I mean, I laughed. Out loud. My, <laughs> you know what, off. I mean, I
1: really did. Junior was saying in the plane afterwards that he really does remember that, and he thinks that that was at the test where he hit the, uh, where he crashed and, yeah. you know, had the concussion. He also remembers the burning
0: bush. I don't know if the concussion had anything to do with that, uh, uh, but – well, let me let me ask you this question before we move on, and we'll make it fast, I promise. But I am as guilty as any person alive of being more redneck around the redneck people. Yes. Okay? I mean, I bringing, bringing out my redneck side among my redneck friends, okay, but being more civilized and sophisticated right. around those that are not redneck. You're a chameleon. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> I see Dale Earnhardt Jr. in Bristol, Connecticut, on ESPN or whatever, and he's not nearly as – Mooresville, North Carolina. Right. He's not
1: saying anything smells like hay.
0: Right. And so, what brought that out in him? Because that's great. I love it. But, like, LaTart, I mean, you know, LaTart and TJ aren't the biggest rednecks in the world, are they?
1: No, but there was a smoke. It (laughs) it brought out a caution. Okay. So, if something
0: (laughs) catches fire, you turn into a redneck. Is that basically what happens?
1: If there's enough time to assess the situation and give some commentary on it, which obviously this allowed, then Junior's got to offer his commentary. And he said, it smells like hay.
0: That was awesome. And then he
1: said, hey, you remember that Burning Bush one time at the test? Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. And it
0: was on. It was great. I mean, seriously, how can you not love the guy when you you hear stuff like that? Um, Okay, let's talk about the eighth-place finish in Kansas. Mike, uh, you were there to witness it. This is the third consecutive week where I felt like they had one of the best cars on the track. Uh, I don't know that anybody was going to beat Harvick, but I felt like Junior had the second or third-best car out there. Did you?
1: I did. I did. I mean, they led laps again. Fourth straight race, they've led laps. That hasn't happened all year. Uh, you know, got up there. You know, the thing was is that car was uh, really good on long runs, and we just didn't happen to have any long runs because of all the cautions, and that was because of the tire, which I can't wait to talk to Rob Lopes here in a little bit uh, on speed dial and, and kind of get his opinion, and, and he can educate us on that. But um, So we didn't really get any long green flag runs, and that car clearly was a, a green flag run type of car, but it still showed great speed. And I thought it was a good race for them.
0: Yeah, I did too. And, again, you have to have a lot of confidence about the way that this team is running, um, just how every single day they've been so consistent, whether it's practice, qualifying, and the race. I feel like at least in these last few races, we've seen really this whole team come together.
1: What did you think about uh, going into this weekend? Because you had a tire test, you had a new tire, and there were so many question marks about it. This was kind of a unique situation in that what you saw on the practice sheets, and Junior was kind of, I think, 11th and 12th, and, you know, happy hour was not as good as the uh, earlier practices, but you had such extreme temperature changes. Yep. Um, It's like – what are you going to actually have for the race?
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't either. And, it and was that's a why nervous. we talked to Lopes, and I think a yeah. lot of people were frustrated. Probably no one more than Kyle Busch. Uh, yeah. But Carl Edwards was frustrated. A lot of guys after the race was like, "Man, that's the hardest I've ever held the wheel in my life." Absolutely, you they know, were saying that because uh, instead, especially with cautions flying, it made it even harder because she couldn't get the t- any heat under the tire. You know, uh, it's almost like everybody preferred long green flag runs. I know Junior would have.
1: Oh, I am glad you said that because Junior said as soon as he got out of the car that he was exhausted from the cautions because sawing the wheel back and forth for 15 cautions just trying to keep the heat in the tires. He was exhausted, and he was happy to, to see green flags just for the break, just, for the, just so he could quit sawing on the wheel.
0: I don't think that this team needs to lose sight of our man Dan the Junior fan who you saw a few days ago. Wearing an
1: affliction shirt, taking selfies of himself.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I saw some of them. He did a terrible job of that. It was very blurry. Like, come on, man, you're in the room with Junior and Mike Davis. Get a real picture. Just go up to somebody and say, come on, man, take take a picture. I got him
1: a real picture, but that wasn't his favorite. His favorite was the selfie he took of himself with Junior behind him. It
0: was funny, but anyway, I don't (laughs) want to lose sight of his message that he delivered after Chicago, which I completely believe in. And this team obviously has been consistent, but they got to win one of these. All right, let's get to some of this stuff, and let's uh, hear what happened during the race. Uh, the early tire assessment, this is caution two, lap 43. Dale junior's in third place. Here we go.
2: That's probably the pace. I wouldn't go any harder. 29 short fabric. we got some. It's not awful, but some. Uh, I'll get a report from the rest. But look up and down pit road. It's pretty consistent for everybody. I think you put, put air in the tire or help it or anything no. I think it'll hurt it. I don't know what will help it, because as soon as you get out of the hard tread, the tire looks brand new, and the two inside marks are gone. Not gone, but they're worn, you know, because in that one section of rubber.
0: And and again, as you said, we'll talk to Rob Lopes uh, coming up about this, but clearly, as you can hear there, um, that is something that everyone was paying such close attention to.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they made the pit stop, and then everybody on pit road was kind of walking up and down pit road trying to see what the other team's tire wear looked like. It was basically everybody in the same boat. Let's just kind of compare notes here.
0: <laughs> Let's hear the next uh, clip. Uh, this is when Dale Jr. took the lead. This is under the third caution, lap 87. Uh, some great communication between Stevie and TJ, and certainly a shout-out to the crew who did an excellent job in the pits. Here we go. TJ, the pit, it's the 48 pits run. One more. Talking about debris, Steve. You run one more. one more. He's still outside. Run one more. Carlson's out. Keep coming here. Keep coming here. Keep coming there. Keep coming here. There you go, bud. You're going to be the leader, St. There you go. And they did a great job, TJ, paying very close attention to that. Uh, there was debris out there. And uh, they stay out. They lead a lap. And then they do a damn good job in the pits to keep that lead.
1: Another solid day by the pit crew. I'm glad you mentioned that because they kept them out there in the lead. That was the first time he took the lead of the day, not, not the last. Uh, but it just heads, heads up by TJ again. We've had this for several weeks in a row now. Uh, just heady calling and, and, and just noticing what's going on. Uh, Jimmy Johnson had just made a pit stop. Uh, he kept Junior out there on the track. It was a really great call.
0: I don't know about you, but after this race, um, I, I had to go out and, and pick up my kids. They went to some birthday party. And, like, you know, you had to go through a couple of lights. And when I saw, like, a yellow light, like, I got angry. Like I was like, oh, oh, oh no, no, wait a minute, no, I'm not watching the race anymore. <laughs> but I felt like a caution was being fl- uh, flew again. I mean, my gosh, I just had caution flags in my head yeah. after watching that thing. And speaking of that, here's caution number fourteen when Dale Jr. wants to pit under green. Steve Letarte almost has an accident in his pants, and here's the rest. Three and third we got a wait a to come over.: We don't want to pit under green guys that are pitting, are gonna, we're
1: going to have to... All right. They get laps, but they're laps. Stay high above it. They're cautious. He's going
0: to come out here. Stay above it. Caution <laughs> is out. They hit it there. It's going to be down there one and two. You got nobody in your mirror. Watch for it. They hit it. I don't know where it went. I, just, uh, I was thinking differently. Oh, I, I know what you're saying. No, no. We don't want to pit. Okay,
2: we're going to have to come now. Listen to me, gentlemen. we got to have that whole can and no more. So we got to go on the gas man. Covey, you watch the gas man. They'll
0: leave
2: on the jack. Sorry about that restart. Just couldn't get going. Uh, had a flat tire or something. No problem, bud. I got gotcha. you.
0: All right. Obviously, a couple things to talk about here. First of all, he was in uh, fourth position, he was behind Kislowski. Uh, Kislowski spun the tires. Junior uh, then had to back up. The whole field checked up behind him as well. Junior thought for a minute there he had a flat tire, lost a whole lot of ground, very quickly made it up, though, uh, and clearly had one of the best cars on the track. And then because of debris, Junior was concerned, thought he had to come in, so it was a confusing time. The world's greatest communicator, Steve LaTarte, as you hear there in that clip, says we got to get all the gas in. But something tells me if Junior comes down under green, even the world's most patient calm communicator we'll look for some jack daniels
1: right well uh, junior saw a piece of debris and people pitting and was confused there for a second but about the restart i know that he and casey kane were talking after the race and both were questioning exactly what happened uh on that restart i casey lined up right behind dale jr and they they didn't really know what happened all they could conclude was that brad was slow and it bottled them up and it kind of and it really affected dale jr
0: Okay, good stuff there uh, to start the show off. Uh, only the most passionate junior fans watch races while eating Dale Jr. potato chips. Are you one of them? You can be. Go to DaleJrFoods.com and get your Dale Jr. potato chips today. That's DaleJr.Foods.com. You like that? Did Wait, you like it? Is no, I, I did. By the way, Anchorman 2 is coming out. <laughs> uh, let's go speed dial. Speed dial. Let's bring in Rob Lopes, tire specialist on the number 88 team from Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, we know, Mike, obviously the new tire compound at Kansas had a major effect on the entire weekend. So mm-hmm. since there's so much discussion about tires, let's bring br- him in.
1: Bring in the guy that knows, right? That's right. All right Rob, you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Man, uh, thank you for joining us. We just needed to bring in an expert, man, because uh, Taylor and I don't really know what we're talking about most of the time. So um, thanks for joining us. i got to ask you, so – Going into a weekend like this where you know you're going to have a new tire compound, like what is the anxiety level of the tire specialist? I mean, speak for yourself, but, I mean, every team has a tire specialist. What are you guys thinking when you're going into a new track or uh, going into a track with a new tire and you're not sure really what to expect?
2: Well, just like you said, I mean, obviously it's it's a new animal for us and you don't know what to expect. Even if you go to that track and do the tire test for Goodyear, and you have an idea of what you're going to bring back. Uh, most times the conditions are different than when you tested. And and it's going to be a lot different because there will be more rubber on the racetrack. There will be more cars there. And the speeds will be a lot different. And uh, you just really don't know what to expect. You don't know how the tire is going to perform. Um, a lot of places that we go to that you've been on a tire for you know, a year or a couple races, you know what that tire characteristics are. You know what to look for, if it's going to wear heavy, if it's not going to wear at all, high temperatures, et cetera. But like Kansas this week, you know, I mean, we didn't have any experience with that tire. We knew it was uh, one of Goodyear's cutting-edge products, and we were just going to have to learn as we went.
0: You know, the words that you just said that make the most sense to me um, are conditions, high temperatures, okay, because you went and you tested – and the conditions and the high temperatures were there, and then you get there and you wake up Sunday morning, and it's 39 degrees. (laughs) Everybody's wearing, you know, like ski equipment, and and you get out there and it's just over 50 degrees when the race starts. I mean, so what is your level of confidence or slash uncertainty because the temperature is 25 degrees cooler?
2: Well, uh, I mean, like you said, Thursday and Friday when we were there, the temperatures were in the 80s, you know, high 70s. The sun was out all the time. And, you know, that obviously is going to bring up the asphalt temperature and keep the track temp hot. The the tires are going to be warmer just from the ambient temperature alone. And then you go ahead and you, you know, flip the script and drop the temperature 20-some degrees for Saturday and Sunday and overcast, no temperature or very little in the asphalt, and that changes things dramatically. Obviously, you know, if you lay a piece of rubber out in the sun, it's going to get softer. It's going to get more pliable. Well, you take that same piece of rubber and drop it, Thirty degrees, and there's no sun beating on it, no temperature to it. It obviously gets harder. Well, the tire behaves in a similar fashion. So therefore, that turned that tire even to a harder brick or rubber. I mean, Goodyear brought us brought us a cutting edge tire, and they were trying to, uh, you know, trying to accommodate that new racetrack that we have out there because the surface is still relatively new. And the, I don't think they. I mean, they couldn't foresee that temperature, and I think it, I think it played a big part. It, it just kept that didn't make that tire qu- behave quite the way they wanted it to, I, I would say.
1: Got you, buddy. All right, so listen, i got to ask you this. Uh, you know, everybody listens to the radio chatter. Now, before the race, before it went green, Dale Jr. was actually under caution or on his warm-up laps, and he, and he started talking right. about a conversation that he had with Brad Kozlowski. Let's play this clip real All quick, right. and, then, and then, Rob, I want you to kind of tell us, explain to us what they're talking about. All right, let's play the clip.
0: Oh, man. All right. I got a little bit of uh, bad news on the driver's intro
2: stage. <laughs> Matt, or Brad Keselowski told me my right front tire looked worse than the garage yesterday. <laughs> you know what to believe, him. Yeah, we were all joking about it. Yeah, I remember that conversation, and I even laughed about it. Uh, uh, Brad was referring to our tire wear, and he's saying that dales was the worst well i mean we did see some significant tire wear after saturday's practice because the rain that came friday really made that racetrack green washed all the rubber off of from the previous two days and that's always going to increase tire wear no matter where you are no matter what tire you have so uh yeah i think every team had some significant changes in their tire wear from saturday's practice and i think uh Brad being Brad is just trying to get in Dale's head a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't really think it worked. You, do you,
0: should you create a rule, Rob, where you say, listen, you can play Madden with him, you can play video games, <laughs> fantasy football, but you are required not to listen to him when it comes to racing?
2: Well, I don't. I really don't think you have to worry about Dale listening to him when it comes to racing. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty he's – pretty, uh, Pretty hard nose, pretty tough, you know, mentally. So I don't think there's a lot of things that are going to climb in his head when it comes for that. When it comes to that race car,
1: Rob, you know, one thing that just came to my mind is that you know everybody's everybody is an expert and a critic of Goodyear. Uh, <clears throat> and if you didn't know that, just go to Twitter and everybody you know you'll right. see that. But the fact is, is we had no tire blowouts. We had a new tire. We had no tire blowout. So was it a successful weekend on this new tire? Certainly, it had an effect on the race. You had multiple cautions, many cautions. And drivers, if you heard them in practice, they were really talking about attitudes of their car that they never really experienced. But, again, we didn't have any tire failures.
2: Right. And what you can contribute that to is is that new tire that Goodyear brought. And what they did is they, they brought a similar type of tires that we use in Atlanta. Called, they called a zone tread. And it's basically two different compounds used on the same tire on the right side. And what it worked out to be is the inside third of the tire surface, of the tread surface, was a lot harder than the rest of the tire. And when that compound is that much harder, it runs a lot cooler, it wears a lot faster. And it's the cool temperatures that they're looking for to decrease the chance of a failure because heat is what causes a tire to fail. Wow, Other okay. than obvious uh, a mechanical puncture running over something something like that, right. but heat is what t- causes a tire to to fail without warning so as far as that's concerned, it was definitely a success because the wear was up, temperatures were down and and when I say temperatures, I mean on the surface of the tire, so that aided that tire in it you know in its life. However, with the cool temperatures of the racetrack, that harder rubber was less you know. Gotcha. gave us less grip, mm-hmm. therefore, the cautions you saw were from car spinning for lack of grip gotcha and I think most of that was brought on by the really cool temperatures we experienced
0: Rob uh, has a big following on Twitter. you can follow him there tire guy eighty eight and it 's uh tire guy eighty is all spelled out, and then the number eight uh, and a couple questions uh from the fans, one from chris Nolte, and sure. and this is a this is a good one you know if you if you play golf, uh, a lot of people don't like to play target golf. They like to play grip-it-and-rip-it golf. If you're a baseball player, a lot of right-handed pitchers don't want to pitch in Yankee Stadium because of the short porch and, and right field. From uh, from a tire standpoint, is there a certain track or tracks where you're like, oh, this is going to be a mess with the tire?
2: Well, uh, I mean, from a personal standpoint, um, any, tire, any track that we go to that has a lot of high wear, that you're going to change tires a lot, becomes – a nightmare because you're just going to roll through the sets so fast and it's just hard to get reset. Uh, it's hard to know how many you're going to need to have. Like Atlanta is a really high wear track right now. And that gives me a headache just for the simple fact is we're just going, we just know we're going to put tires on every, you know, if a caution comes out after 10 laps, you're going to come get tires. Uh, my, I mean, every track's a little bit different. There's not, as I've been doing this almost 20 years. This is like my 19th season in cup and um, I, None of them really give me headaches anymore. I'm just kind of used to what we have, but it's it usually the high wear tracks are the ones that concern me the most, just because I just want to make sure I have the best product and the best sets I can put on the race car, and you know, to have our team have some success.
0: Rob, we like the city of Darlington, South Carolina. We like the people there. I mean, you know, oh, listen, we but we we can we can say, listen, you got to change a lot of tires at the Lady in Black.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Speaking, it's funny you mention that racetrack because years ago before they paid it, I mean, that was probably the biggest tire eater we, we experienced sure. on, on the circuit. And since they paid it, it smoothed it out. But what I've noticed in the last couple of years is she's getting her character back as far as <laughs> okay. needing to put rubber on every chance you get. I mean, it's, I, I would say you're going to be right back where you were here in a year or two.
1: Good stuff. Last question we had from uh, Corey O'Day, Rob. What is your favorite part about working with Junior?
2: Ah, that's a pretty good question. Um, my favorite part about working with Junior, I mean, he's got a really great personality and he's fun to work with. He, uh, I mean, he demands a lot out of us, but he demands a lot out of himself as well. And I mean, uh, he he stays pretty calm in the car. He stays he stays calm when he deals with us. He's easy to talk with, and um, I'm and in general, you know, he's just good to be around. He's good to work with. He's one of the guys, and I think that's what makes it. Makes it the best working with him because you can relate to him, you can talk with him, and he, and he's just he's one of the guys. He's part of the team. He doesn't separate himself from us at all. Rob, as we so let, I think that just makes it easy.
0: Yeah, as we let you go, Rob. Um, obviously, everybody wants a win, and everybody in Junior Nation is talking about how this team needs a win. But is it fair to say this team is about as close as you can remember?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I mean we've been close so many times this year, and one thing or another has like just really cost us a chance i mean we've had great cars all year um great pick calls great driving i mean the team's working really hard and it seems like when we're in position just bad luck befalls us or you know some misfortune of some kind but i mean we're as close as we're gonna we just got to keep putting the car in, in the position to win and it's gonna happen yeah. i mean it's it's not for lack of performance it's just i mean you just need some good fortune to be on your side
0: well said Rob Lopes. Tire guy, tire specialist on the number 88 team. Again, follow him on Twitter, TireGuy88. Thank you, Rob.
2: Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks. Have a great day. We'll see you.
0: Reaction theater time. You know it's open 24-7.
2: I can't help but think, where would we be right now if Dale Jr.'s engine at Chicago blew up in the last lap and a half like Jimmy Johnson's did yesterday instead of way early. I mean, Jimmy Johnson has definitely got a golden horseshoe stuck up his ass because that thing could have ended bad for him on, on Sunday. But he only lost, like, one position because his engine was blowing up towards the tail end of the race. I mean, throw 30 points on top of Dale Jr. right now, and he's, like, third, fourth in points, uh, you know, gunning for a championship. So and there's nothing wrong with where the 88 team is right now and what they're doing. Just keep on plugging away, boys. Uh, maybe I should wear my lucky shirt, Davis. What do you think?
1: I was gonna say the only thing wrong is his affliction shirt. That's yeah. it.
0: You didn't like that, huh? <laughs> no. you, listen, I, I know you can't think like that, but man, he's right. I mean, he's right. It is. It, it is frustrating because of when that happened in Chicago. Next.
2: Yes, yes. How about TJ? You reminded Dale Junior every time there was a car she was like, Clean them tires up. clubbing me in good. Except for that one time and he spun the tires. I don't know why Dale Jr. couldn't, you know, realize that everybody else was scrubbing theirs in. He just rode around and never scrubbed them in and I could I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Maybe I need to take your place, T J. Uh, you need to get on the ball. Gotta remember, clean them tires up. That's your job. Make sure he cleans them up. Proud of the eighty eight team though, they work hard, they don't give up. That's, it's a heck of a group and I'm, I'm glad to have them to the pull for.
0: I know. If TJ gets sick, we know where to turn. Next.
2: <laughs> Hell, man, we had a fire in the stands. Man, that, you don't get that every week. That's freaking awesome.
0: Dustin, can we please play what Junior said again? Looks like maybe a grass fire or something. There's there a bush on the fire one time we <laughs> came up here? There was one somewhere. It was either here in Chicago. There the a burning bush. And, again, <laughs> that's just further validation when Marty and McGee on their podcast put Junior on the redneck Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I mean, he belongs. Next.
2: I thought uh, Junior had a good day. He's only uh, 30 points out of third, man. This thing's far from over. Everybody counted, you know, counted him out and said it was a three-horse race. All it takes
0: is, you know, one bad race and a win here or there, and he's going to be right back in it. So, way to go, fellas. He's got some good tracks coming up, too. Dega, he's the best restrictor plate driver around. Still is. Let's get him. I'm telling you, I'm more – Fired up about Charlotte Motor Speedway, Martinsville, and Texas. I'm the least fired up about Dega right now out of all the tracks remaining. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with <laughs> Next. You. The way that I see it,
2: in three races, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has made up five positions in the Chase. So at this rate, he should be leading come in the points,
1: come Homestead, or maybe even Phoenix. So that's just being optimistic. I know we've got points to make up. But I'm proud of my boy, and let's go get him in uh, Charlotte. Dale, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I
0: don't don't know if he is having some stomach stomach trouble or what, but uh, if you go back to his logic uh, a moment ago, I'm pretty pumped about that because I'm going to be in Texas uh, for that race. So that 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 means he'll be on the verge of taking the lead. Was that the best Dale Yeah we've ever had? (laughs) Next. So there I was at qualifying on Friday, standing on the grid, having a good time with some of my pals. And out walks Mike Davis, and I'm like, Mike, pleasure to meet you. I'm Zach. It was great to meet you, Mike. And a good run for
2: Junebug on Sunday. I tried to find you around the car. Really had no interest in talking to Junior.
0: Just wanted to talk to one of the Mikes. You guys do a great job. Delia yeah, and I guess Mike. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Mike. Yeah, doesn't work nearly as well as Delia, yeah, but. Uh, it was cool meeting this guy. It was also cool meeting a lot of people who listen to the podcast. We we saw them all weekend at Kansas, and it was really cool.
0: Next, can you tell me why Dell Junior being the
2: in race reporter only gets one interview from NASCAR? Sure, he gets one under the pace laps, but every other driver gets three or four.
0: Unfair NASCAR.
1: He got two, by the way. Got two. And another thing, that's not NASCAR. We, yeah. we don't need to bang on NASCAR. No, that. it's,
0: <laughs> that's ESPN's decision on, hey, does it make sense to talk to our in-car race reporter at this time? But he got two. He did get two. Yeah. Yep. Next.
2: This morning, Jones goes to Texas and eats some barbecue, and now he can't get the Dale Jr. download on Mondays. Maybe it's time for Boss Hog to host this download.
0: Hmm. Ooh. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. All right.
2: Next. All right, all right. I know people are going to be calling in upset over that restart and Junior spun the tires and he lost positions, but you know what? He's going for it. He's digging hard. That's what's happening. He's driving all out, and that's all I want to see. Every week, driving all out, and that's exactly what he was doing.
0: Extremely well said. Yep. Next. Well, Dale, you had another good run today. It's a shame that You got guys that just drive like idiots on restarts,
1: and I think NASCAR should try to think about going back to the single-file restarts because it's just freaking chaos out there. But, hey, buddy, you're doing good out there. Dale, yeah. Let's get us a win, or we're all going to be living in a van
2: down by the river.
0: (laughs) Okay. I missed that skit, by the way. All right. There you go. That's Reaction Theater. It's open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free like it's 1983, one 740 1902 Leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. Now, don't forget, there are four flavors, the Dale Jr. Potato Chips, Crispy Originals, Zesty Jalapeno, Creole and Green Onion, and Carolina Barbecue. Go to dalejuniorfoods.com right now and get yours today. Let's throw the white flag.
1: Today at Junior Motorsports, Dale Jr. is handing over the keys of his very own Corvette to the winner of the Win Dale Jr.'s Ride Contest. It's a a summer-long promotion that Dale Jr. Foundation puts on. Very successful. It's the third year in a row that he's given away one of his cars for the foundation. Speaking of the foundation... Tomorrow, Dell will be giving ride-alongs at Charlotte Motor Speedway to people who purchase tickets for such a privilege. This is a closed event. I'm just letting you know what's on Junior's calendar. Nice. Thursday, Junior will be on track without passengers, Taylor. That's good. As the weekend starts early in the Cup Series with practice and qualifying on Thursday. Now, the Bank of America 500 is Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Dale Junior will be in the Time Warner Cable paint scheme. The nationwide race is Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. Brad Sweet will be in the number 5 Great Clip Chevrolet. Regan Smith, fresh off his near win at Kansas, yeah. he will be in the number 7 Goodies Headache Relief Shot Chevrolet. We're excited about that. Finally, a special thanks to Texas Motor Speedway, Eddie Gossage, Mike Zizzo, Heart 8 Barbecue, uh, the great fans of Texas. They made Thursday night's appearance so much fun. Now if you want t- tickets for the upcoming Texas race, go to TexasMotorspeedway.com. That's it.
0: All right. Thanks to Dustin Lee. Thanks to Rob Lopes. Thanks to Mike Davis. Thanks to some dude named Billy that fixed my Time Warner cable and actually gave me a two-week refund. Wow. I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to dalejuniorfoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJRFoods.com.